0: Position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the best linux games podcast. Go, go, go. The best Linux games, the best games available for the GNU slash lyrics operating system via the mechanism. So, it begins, let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, it is Saturday, it is time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. That's right, it's episode number 30, oh my god, of the best Linux games podcast uh, being recorded on uh, 2015-05. 23, this year of our Lord, uh, <laughs> 2015, which would be 2015, 05, 23, 2015, which makes no sense. But, uh, yeah, it's being recorded at 2.32 a.m. on Saturday morning, Saturday, 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 episode number 30. Uh, but we are gathered here for an anniversary, actually, um, and not episode number 30. Although that just blows my mind, um, it's evidently 35 years of Pac-Man, and out of those 35 years, apart from uh, playlikes and knockoffs, Pac-Man still has yet to come to Linux, for Christ's sake. But we will not dwell on on such a uh, unhappy news as that. We have a lot of stuff to get through. Um, this week, a lot of new and noteworthies. Um, three games that I want to do capsule reviews of. These are the games that I've basically been spending most of my time playing other than Counter-Strike Go, in which yesterday I was deranked after a horrific onslaught of tremendously awful luck. Um, eight round, eight matches over like two days lost consecutively, could not find a team that could fucking win if you fucking packaged it as a suppository and shoved it down their urethras, or up their asses, or up their asses and out their urethras, they still could not find out any way to win. Um, it was a nightmare, um... And even though, like I was, you know, always the top of the scoreboard, always the MVPs, you know, the pulling my weight, doing good, you know, at least the top three, all eight of them, all eight of them losers, bam, deranked, massive tragedy. But yeah, 35 years of Pac-Man, episode number 30. So let's get straight to it with the no, no, noteworthy. We will not, um, what do you call it, uh, linger on. This incredible achievement the likes of which humanity has never seen. We won't dwell on that. Uh, episode number 30! 30. 30 out of 32 weeks. So let's get to the new and noteworthy. Um, I'm kind of amazed at this. Um, first of all, in our new and noteworthy, we have, we got oh yeah, what about the Batman? Take back your city, Gotham! Um, I just read this today, so I might be the last person on the face of the fucking planet to hear this, but it is new and noteworthy to me. Um, according to the Steam page for the game, uh, Arkham Knight, which is supposed to come out on June 23rd, it's supposed to be the final game in the, uh, uh, the Arkham Asylum, uh, Batman games, which I played two of on, um, I think the Xbox 360. They were ...absolutely supremely excellent... Um, ...combining like a... ...a whole uh, range of... um, ...different play mechanics... uh, ...and also having a really cool... um, ...fighting... uh, ...not just a fighting style... ...but a fighting system that really made you feel... ...not like you're just like... ...in Spider-Man, like you know the Spider-Man games... ...like... uh, ...how like, oh, Spidey said so... ...press Y... Whenever someone's gonna attack you, you know, and then you do like a Matrix dodge or whatever. The, the combat in the, uh, the Batman, uh, Arkham series, uh, games really made you feel kind of like a, like a, a flowing Batman esque kind of, you know, blah, where you could take on, you know, five guys or whatever in kind of your own style or also be destroyed by like two guys if, you know, you're not paying attention. Um, and you know, use your own right anyway, point is point is Arkham Knight, which is supposed to be the last game in the series, which is going to come out on Steam on june twenty third according to their steam page right now, is going to launch with Linux support. That will be the first Batman uh in terms of you know this this part of the franchise. That will be the first Batman game and the last, evidently, um, that will actually hit the streets with Linux support. And that is native Linux support, which to me is actually really big fucking news because I, like, I, I think there are like three or four games now. I only played the first two. Um. No, actually, you know what? I think I, yeah, no, I played the, I played the first one and I played the third one. I played Arkham City. Uh, I think that's what it was called. Um, and this is on Xbox 360. Um, they were great games to have one of these caliber of games, you know, on our side is really, really cool to me on a personal note especially because I like really good fucking games, and, I don't know, I like Batman. You know, there's this whole thing about being a twisted, fucked-up weirdo who, uh, really, really isn't understood by even the... even, like, his closest recollections of those that he loved and who most loved him, and even though they're dead, you you don't even understand him. Uh, yeah, and he gets in a costume and, uh, beats the shit out of people because... He's a tortured soul, and I, there's something about that that, like, I, I kind of, um, I don't know, it just kind of uh, strikes a chord with me. You can say, "Take back your city, Gotham." Um, so yeah, I, I was very excited to read that. I read that yesterday. Arkham Knight to launch June 23rd with Linux support. You know, might not be the, I might have been the last person to hear it, but that's exciting to me because I haven't gotten to play. I know that there was a game after the last game that I played. That I have not played because I've been, you know, gaming on Linux because there's been a lot of really good games. But, uh, I'm excited to, uh, be able to once again indulge in my, Oh, let's say I'm going to break you in half. <laughs> it's so cool. Cause like the games are really dark. Like when you're, when you're like curb stomping people, and just like breaking, not just like ribs, but like basically like jaw after jaw, and like it's pretty much you're breaking necks and killing people more or less. Um, it's pretty dark and pretty awesome, pretty a pretty excellent realization of what I feel. Um, the comic book, yeah, at least it, at least in terms of like the spirit of the Christopher Nolan stuff but cross with the spirit of like um some some elements of, of the darker uh, aspects of the comic book uh over the last I don't know fifteen years uh brought into video games so I'm excited to be able to enjoy that guilt free on Linux. So Sue me, now let's get to the real new and noteworthy. Um, first of all well because we seem to be breaking all the rules uh this being our thirtieth episode and everything. Uh let's start with a game that um I don't know if this actually belongs in Best Links Games podcast, but it is definitely new and it's definitely noteworthy. Perhaps not for the right reasons, but it's brand new. Came out May twenty first. This is sunset. Uh it keeps me up at night, wondering if this is some kind of destiny. Okay, so in sunset, tenant wants me to clean once a week while he's out yeah. here's the idea of sunset. you play in stunning first person kind of cell shaded almost vector drawn um highly detailed very christ introspective it's like an introspection into Uh, mundanity, um, that's the level of detail of it. You play a domestic, uh, maid in 1972, uh, cleaning up and maintaining and exploring, um, a single high-rise apartment for this guy. I've only played, like, I don't know, seven, ten minutes of it. Um, it's intriguing, But it's also very, uh, it's intriguing in that, first of all, it, there's a lot of detail in this game. Um, and yes, I know, it's exciting, because you have a to-do list every day as you go up the elevator to the apartment, uh, clean the floors, um, open the blinds, uh, you know, blah, and you can find other things... But it's this very meticulous, uh, very, very expansive penthouse apartment in, uh, 1972. Uh, and, uh, this is, uh, Anchuria, which I guess is like supposed to be some sort of proxy for like Brazil, some sort of like, you know, um, South American esque, maybe American, highly industrialized. Uh, capital city, lots of, you know, skyscrapers and everything. Um here's what they have to say about it. It's nineteen seventy two and a military coup is rocking Churia. As a result, you, Angela Burns, are trapped in the metropolitan capital of San Bavon. Your paradise is turned into a war zone. You take up a job as a housekeeper. Every week, an hour before sunset, you clean the swanky ba- bachelor pla- pad of this wealthy client. And like It's not so much like a, like, oh, I'm going to root around and, you know, blah. But this guy, it's not really about the guy's apartment that you're cleaning. It's more about witnessing the events that you see from this apartment. Um, Although, because this guy is, like, this is the one thing that, like, really bothers me about this game and, like, really intrigues me. Not that there's, like, some sort of, like, insane degree of suspense about this guy, but really, this guy's apartment, it's like, I can't imagine a better apartment for a fucking serial killer. Like, everything is already pristine, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, like, ostensibly, your character has, like, an engineering degree, but she ends up as a domestic. And, you know, events unfold, I guess. Now, here's my problem with this game, and yes, I'm going to spend a lot of fucking time. That's it. Gloves are off. It's the 30th episode. Fuck it. Let's talk about this game. Here's my problem with this game. And I, I've only, I'm only 10 minutes into it. And by the way... I could see this game consuming me. Because um, it's not like there's... It's not like the objectives are difficult. It gives you a totally open world that's very richly detailed, and it seems... It's, it's entranced me with almost the complete illusion of free will, which is all I ask from from a video game these days, which is a humongous amount to ask for. I'm prepared to suspend disbelief up to a certain point, but all I want is for the game to give me the illusion, or at least to make a passable effort at sustaining or attempting to sustain the illusion of free will, because that's the most important thing to me after 20 years Um, you know, both as critical... In terms of, like, being critical of video games, um, and, you know, my whole life, 30 years of playing them, um, that's, like, my number one thing. Here's my problem with this game. So far. And I hate to call this out. Because, like, this is not a review of this game, but it's... It's worth saying, and no one else has said it yet, in terms of, like, the... The snippets of reviews and stuff that I've read. Everything in terms of, like, her interior... Your character's interior monologue. Not everything. But way too much of it. Is actually, like, her going... Oh, well, you know, I feel that blah blah blah. And it's like... Fuck you! Don't say that! I mean, let me discover who i am for myself without like having you know uh some script writer i mean you, you built this entirely you know open really it's an open but it's also a closed world it's an open very detailed very small um and very beautiful world for me to explore and for me to like introspect into someone else's life while i'm also kind of introspecting into mine and then from This, you know, from these vistas, I get to see these changes that happen, you know, to the city, um, and to the society around me, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Don't fucking ruin it with this jilted fucking, you're telling me what, how I should interpret, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? And there are plenty of moments, even so far, I'm only like 10 minutes into the game. There are plenty of moments where they don't do this, but the moments where they do do it are jarring. It's not like, you know, the camera, you know, pulls back and all of a sudden you see yourself in the third person and it's a cinematic moment and she's like, blah, but anytime your character talks, because there's no one in the apartment, it's just you and this fucking gigantic penthouse apartment that's like all, you know, chrome and steel and serial killer clean already and like you're supposed to dust and open the blinds and clean the floor. So the moments where she actually remarks to herself about stuff Just comes across as being so insulting to like the actual, you know, I want to discover who I, not, not discover who I am. I want to be who I am. You know what I mean? Sure, like observations, but like, oh, anyway, I don't know. I could just be hypercritical, which is true. 30 years will, 30 years will do that to you, but, uh, it, it has, Tremendous potential. This is Sunset, by the way. Came out May 21st, um, in which you play a housekeeper. Um, (laughs) the reviews have been mostly positive, 16 reviews. Um, it's a very interesting game. And I look forward to actually giving you a full review of it in the coming, in the weeks to come. Uh, by the way, it is $17.99. It's 10% off until May 28th. Uh, and I, so far, I do not regret having bought it, but it just underscores a game design point that I found frustrating and jarring. Um, if you know what I mean. It's, man, now I feel like I have to, now I feel like I have to roll back on this because I feel like I just, I just brutalized this game. Do not take that from, this is not a review. It's just my first impressions. And it just kind of sucks because like you're really like, Falling in love with this crazy—it's—it's it's a totally banal universe. 1972, you know, blah. You're a housekeeper, um, which actually provides humongous amounts of material that have not been really explored in this kind of way, um, in terms of the medium of the video game for a a player to really. Experience something that is truly mysterious. You know, it's like, here's the idea. And I, once again, this is not a review, but this is just, I mean, there's like these three moments that happen in the first 10 minutes of the game that, you know, just when you're like really having like this, I, I don't want to bring up Raymond Carver because of fucking Birdman, which is a great movie, by the way, but, um, like, uh, you're having this, this, uh, in the cemetery where Al Josen is buried, Amy Hempel kind of gestalt experience of someone else's narrative, and then suddenly someone walks in with these fucking, you know, not even just subtitles, but, like, these stilted, like, and now you are experiencing the moment where you realize, you know, it's like, fuck you, I mean, come on, let me experience it, you know what I mean, because, like, you're so close to something really awesome. And I think this game has tremendous potential. So that's sunset. And I, I'm beating it up. I'm beating it up like a, fuck, like a cheap drum, like a cheap hooker on fucking payday. I don't know. Wow. That'll really get the, uh, women vote. Ah, yes. 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 Gamergate. Ah, good. Yes. Yes. As if, as if that's important to me. But anyway. Um, you know, and no, do not beat women is bad. Pay your hookers. Remember, treat them nicely. They want to love you. And don't cut them. I cut them. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Anyway, so that's Sunset, 1972. Just underscores like a... a particularly... not just bad, but like really... I'm only 10 minutes into it. So, we'll see. We'll have a full review. Okay. So, yeah, this is going to be a 15 hour show this week. Okay, so that's Sunset. Uh, up next, we have. This is a weird one. This is called The Curious Expedition. And uh, this came out on May 19th, 2015. Uh, let's see what they have to say for themselves. I used to be an explorer, they look like strong hands. No, anyway. I traveled to distant places, uncharted lands unexplored regions for fame and, and fortune and glory. Uh-huh. So, what this game looks like, and this is in early access, um, it came out, uh, it was released in early access on May nineteenth, 2015. Um, this is called The Curious Expedition. And uh, what this looks like, it looks like kind of like a cross between um, <sighs> Wow. It looks like a cross between, uh, King's Quest, like early, like King's Quest 1, like if you remember the app days of the Apple IIe, um, in terms of like, uh, you have these Commodore C64, Atari, yeah, I mean, Apple IIe style, um, tableaus with like, you know, these kind of blocky, but very, very, uh, meticulous in their own beautiful, crude, kind of bizarre way, uh, tableaus, um, which provide the backgrounds for various types of actions, um, combined with a hexagonal, like, global view, and that's like, you know, the explorer view, this is from what I gather, um, with a variety of different gameplay elements Thrown in. Here's what they have to say about the Curious Expedition. Curious Expedition is a roguelike expedition simulation set in the late 19th century. Together with famous personalities, you will venture on unprecedented expeditions to regions never explored before for fame, science, and treasures. This came out May 19th. So far, user reviews say mostly positive, 50 reviews. It's still in early access. Um, I bought it. I have yet to play it. Uh, came, uh, it's 10% off right now, uh, through May 26th, uh, they'll make it, uh, $13.49. It looks like there's a wide variety of, um, of encounters and, uh, set pieces, you know, with different play mechanics, all in that Commodore C64 slash Atari, I mean, Apple IIe, um, you know, early 1985, 1986 style, um, uh, art design with all manners of possibilities. I'm anxious to play it. It's brand new. So we're mentioning it here. That is the curious expedition. Uh, up next we have. Oh my goodness. Now, if it were not the 30th episode and if. I were not charged with bringing you just at least 58 hours of rants this week. <laughs> I know it's overly long, but sue me. You'll love it, because we got several more excellent stuff to t- bring you. I would actually be playing this game were I not indebted to you, my faithful listeners. All three of you. Uh, to bring you this podcast, I would be playing a game called Obey, O-B-E-Y, which came out May 21st, let's hear a little bit of this, so you look like a little happy, animated, little puppy, chip animation kind of thing, and then the machine guns start opening up, and your cutie, cutesy little wooty ass is running from these giant sentinels, that are towering above you and firing Gatling guns and all sorts of horrendous, 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 halacious mayhem. Now, Okay, that's one thing. That's shock, spectacle, awe, whatever. Here's the premise of Obey. According to them, Obey is an asymmetrical multiplayer game. We've all played games where you send commands to teammates or AI units. Obey instead puts you in the position to command your enemies, your human opponents, and to be commanded by them. Players are always free to obey slash disobey. This came out May 21st, so it's two days old. Uh, user reviews are positive, 11 reviews. Um Go check out the fucking video for this. And uh, it's in early access. I bought it. So, you know, my name's Skookie Sprite, S K O O K I E S P R I T E. If you want to jump in a game with me, I get to play it. I cannot wait to play this. Um. So here, according to uh, the developers, you know, in the Y early access, they say Obey is a multiplayer game. I am a one-man team pouring our blood, sweat, and tears into building something unlike any other game you have ever played. As such, the best way to guide Obey's development is alongside its players and community. And right now, until May 20th, and by the way, that is, like, absolutely... I mean, fuck. You might as well just put that on my tombstone in terms of, like, one of the reasons why I love Steam and having this whole idea of early access games. If you want to talk about, like, why do we have early access? That is exactly why. We can develop the game, especially a multiplayer game, we can develop the game... Right alongside with the community as, you know, we, you know, round off the corners and stuff. Beyond that, uh, now, from now until May 28th, Obey is 15% off. That's only like $2 off. Um, but it's $12.74 and that is a perfectly reasonable price. I think that's like basically the sweet spot. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna throw down a chunk of change, especially for a, you know, a game that relies on multiple people, you know, it's not like a, it's not like there's a single-player campaign, um, if you're gonna throw down a chunk of change for a game that's, you know, speculative, you know, blah, 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 um, $13 is totally fucking reasonable. That shows that, you know, you're backing it, it gives the developers some breathing room, you know, lets them buy groceries, maybe hire, you know, uh, you know, an art guy or whatever. Someone else can handle the sprites while he fucking works on, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, or, you know, rent server space or whatever the fuck for, your, you know, the, yeah. anyway, 13 bucks, you know, either you're into it or you're not. You don't have to pay it. But if you're into it, 13 bucks is totally fucking reasonable. Um, you know, blah. Uh, you can also get a four pack of Obey at 30 bucks. You will hear more about this game next week after I've had a little bit of time to play it, I got this this morning. Um, uh, here's what, uh oh, uh, who, original, okay, I don't know who these people are. This makes it very difficult to get attribution for these quotes. Um This is, okay, this guy has played, what, an hour, 1.2 hours last week? Yeah, it's only two days old. Who are you? What the fuck? Why won't it tell me who this guy is? Wow, that sucks. Okay, I I can't, it's not easy to figure out who this guy is, but he said, he's quoting from uh, in-game, Kneel down, my fellow minions, thou shalt obey to my rules and live a happy rabbit life, but those who oppose you will be crushed over and over again. Now offer me some uranium, and I shall reward you with money and life. Or at least one of them. Wait, what was that? No! Now! I am in charge now, and what I have to say is, kneel down, my fellow. (laughs) My fellow minions, you know, repeats. Meet the new boss, same as the old one. I have high hopes for this. This is Obey. O-B-E-Y. And then, finally, Because what, you know, 30th episode, underscoring how fucking old I am and long-winded and psychotic, um, what episode would be replete without me describing a game that is, oh, you know, really what the kids are into, meaning an Arkanoid clone in 3D. For those of you who don't remember Arkanoid, or Arkanoid revenge of daw that's Arkanoid 2 to the likes of you and me, um... Yeah, breakout clone in 3D. What's better than playing breakout or Arkanoid or Arkanoid Revenge of Daw? Listening does someone describe playing Arkanoid. <laughs> the idea here is you have a paddle and a ball. It's like kind of like playing Pong, but the idea instead of like you know playing instead of hitting the other person's paddle or the other person you know returning your serve, is you hit and ideally destroy all of the blocks that are on the screen by hitting them um, with power-ups and, you know other sundry fun and madness and uh, blah. Well, Grey Cubes Grey Cubes is here to disprove I don't know, 20 years of fucking, uh, play-alike in terms of Linux? <laughs> well, not 20, yeah, almost 20 years. Jesus Christ, I am getting old. 1995, yeah, it's 2000, holy shit. Okay, so yeah, like, almost, you know, 15 years of Linux-like, of Linux play-alikes for Arkanoid breakout, you know, blah. I remember Evil Bricks, which was a uh, fun one, which I mentioned in my, <laughs> in my book, uh in the first edition of it, uh, Blue Wizard is about to die in the appendices. Um... Grey Cubes came out May 15th, and for the first time in a long fucking time, it looks like, and I love Arkanoid. I love, I hate Breakout. I love Arkanoid, and I especially loved Arkanoid Revenge of Daw. For the first time in as long as I can remember, it looks like this tried-and-true staple of uh video gamedom may have actually gotten an innovative and totally psychotic update. Uh, here's what they have to say about Grey Cubes. Great Cubes is a modern variation on the Brick Breaker type game, based on real-time physics and three-dimensional gameplay, not just 3D in look. It's minimalist in style with clean graphics and a deep original soundtrack. Okay. Obviously the person who made this game. I have not played it yet. As soon as I'm done. With you. This morning. As soon as I'm done filling you in. On all the awesomeness. Um, this is. Going to be like my five o'clock hours. I'm going to jump into great cubes. But if you look at the videos. And if you look at the. uh The overall. Uh, design. Um, aesthetic. Of the game, the design ethos. It kind of reminds me in a lot of ways of Sunset, actually, in that, yes, this game was designed by a serial killer. Um, And especially that copy. Great Cubes is a modern variation of the Brick Breaker type game, based on real-time physics and three-dimensional gameplay. Not just 3D look. Minimalist in style, with clean graphics and deep original soundtrack. Hi! That's period. That's the end of it. That's the end of the copy. Hi! We're also here to kill you! You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I am a sociopath. Um and I'm just I'm just making fun of this guy because this get it looks like it gets really fucking crazy really fast cuz this is It's difficult to describe. I'm not even going to try to describe it, but it's all gray. Hence the it's all various shades of gray and very totalitarian and utilitarian and deeply deeply crazy and it looks like Fucking boatloads of fun if you like if you like Arcanoid blah gray cubes came out May fifteenth so far the reviews been positive it only been seven reviews um it is five dollars and ninety nine cents it's not on sale that's just the price you can go buy it check out the video of it if that video looks like you then you you will have you know, then, then, then it's you. Um, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to describe. Like, it, it looks like a totally. <sighs> Just to, to call it modernized Arkanoid or modernized Breakout is actually kind of like an insult because it looks like there are so many other things that are happening in this game. Like, there are puzzle elements, which is kind of part of the fun about Arkanoid and Arkanoid Revenge of Dawn Breakout itself. It's like, you know, it's, there is. You're working towards a goal, and there are puzzle elements that maybe are, depending on, especially in Arkanoid Revenge of Da, may or may be more or less obtuse, overt. Uh, Yeah, overt, not obtuse. Maybe more overt, maybe more in your face. Some others are kind of a zen sort of thing, you know, you discover as you work, as you try to, you know, destroy all the... Anyway... So, that's Grey Cubes. It is $6, $5.99. Came out May 15th. Um, G-R-E-Y-C-U-B-E-S. Okay, now to review our, uh, New and Noteworthy. Like I said, it's gonna be a 15-hour show this week. That's it. Just, just deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, God. Um, yes. Okay, so, we had, uh, New and Noteworthy. We had Sunset, where you play a domestic. Um... In, uh, 1972, uh, came out May 21st. It's 10% off until May 28th. That's $17.99. That's sunset. Then we had the Curious Expedition, which is an early access. Um, and that's the weird kind of, um, Commodore C64, Apple IIe style, um, roguelike expedition simulation from the, uh, late 19th century. Uh, it's in early access, ten percent off until May twenty-six. That's thirteen dollars and forty-nine cents. Uh, then we had, oh boy, the one that I really wish I were playing right now. I love you and I love talking to you guys, but oh my God, this game looks like it might be something special. Obey, O B E Y, which came out May twenty-first, um, and is in early access. Uh, and from now until May twenty-eighth. It's 15% off at $12.74. Or you can get a four pack, uh, at $29.74. Um, which also, you know, blah. That's like, you only save like two bucks, you know, blah. But, uh, this game is one to watch out for. And then finally, for, you know, I know that the kids are really into that Arkanoid and that, and that, you know, fuck, and that beatnik, hipster beatnik music. Yeah. And that Allen Ginsberg. And Allen Ginsberger. Yeah, and that, and that, uh, that, uh, Charles Bukowski. Mm. Hey, I'm hip. I'm beat. Mm. I know that the kids can't get enough of those Arkanoid Pong like breakout games. That's why we have Grey Cubes, which came out May 15th and is currently, it's just $6. It's $5.99. Uh, check out a video of it. It looks I mean, I've played, like, every fucking breakout clone that there's ever been. I mean, I've played, like... Oh, God, i, I got to say, I've played at least 80 to 90% of them. For all platforms. Across all operating systems. For over 25 years. <laughs> for fuck's sake. I mean, since Arkanoid Revenge of Daw, like, It's one of the most imitated games. This looks like, for the first time in a long time, someone might actually have something new to say with this... Partic- with this style of game that I am particularly fond of. So, that's Grey Cubes. And now, before we get to our deals, 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 one of our deals, and we have three excellent deals for you, but before we get to that, I'm going to take, I told you it's going to be a 30 hour long episode this week. We're going to go a full hour. Sue me, I'm sorry. 30 episodes, fuck. <sighs> We've already covered four games and one of them in great detail and actually five games, Arkham Knight, which comes out June 23rd, um, ostensibly with Linux. So that's five games that we've, uh, we've already covered. Uh, I wanna go into, I'll give you three capsule reviews, um, of three games that I've spent some time with over the last, uh, you know, 10 to 14 days. First of which, and I'm not going to bury the lead here, is Axiom Verge, which I mentioned in last week's podcast, but I hadn't yet played because it it had just come out. Uh, A-X-I-O-M-V-E-R-G-E. Axiom Verge, uh, if you want to see me playing my first impressions of the game, this is exactly what Axiom Verge feels like, in terms of audio. Oh, doesn't this... Oh! Ooh! Yeah! Yeah! Okay, so, if you want to see uh, me playing, like, the first... my first ten minutes of Axiom Verge, uh, there's a video of me uh, on the uh, website, uh, bestlinuxgames.com. Uh, it's just a YouTube, you know, blah. Totally my first impressions. Um, I've spent, like, five hours with this game now and i i i was guilty in that uh in that video along with basically everything else that I've read about this game calling it metroidvania this is not metroidvania this is fucking oh not just a love letter but like a fucking psych like a a a like a creepy fucking mannequin style um Uh, monument to straight up Super Metroid with, with, uh, a lot of twists and turns, some different play mechanics in terms of like the guns and stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's new here, but there's a lot of stuff that is straight up Super Metroid. And if you're like me, I don't know. Like I thought that like I had given up on games that force you to, oh, well, you can't go this way until you, you know, beat that boss from over there. So you can get the jump boots and then you can get to the fifth door and then you can, oh, yes. And then you can go through that door, but then that only gets you to the ice beam. So you have to backtrack to go find the door that is like like, locked with the ice beam and shit like that. This game is magnificent. I thought that like I was pretty much tapped out with being, you know, that like forcibly Manipulated or whatever. It is so refreshing in all honesty. Um, to really play a hard, hardcore side scrolling shooter that is really a side. It's, 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 I- I'm trying not to say that it is fucking Metroid. It's not. Now it gets really fucking hard and really difficult and really confusing um after about six hours. I have five and a half hours uh on record and like I really don't have the time to continue with it right now, but it is burning like on the back of my palate, like you know, you have like a uh a jalapeno and you swallow it and you and you think, oh yeah, I just had a jalapeno, ha. ha, ha. And then like Oh, slowly, there's that tickle on the back of your palate, and and the fire, the fire, you know, begins to rise. Oh, ah, jalapeno! That is how I feel about this game. Um, I can't wait until I have, you know, I don't know, three or four days off, and I will fucking just binge on this. It is intoxicating. The controls, it's everything that's great about the side-scrolling shooter. Um, in terms of Metroid, because it is very much, not just in the spirit of Metroid, it is very much like Super Metroid. Um, with different, you know, new play mechanics. You can't turn into a ball insofar as I, 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 can see. I'm only, uh, I only have like a 20% of the map completed and I only have like, I don't know, like I think 22% of the items. And I have a lot of fucking items, a lot of different guns, a lot of different stuff, a lot, of, lots of different things to see and do and there are blah, but, the most notable thing about this game, and I, I, I have to say this, is, and she's like, she's risen over these five and a half hours, like way up there, um, in terms of like my, uh, favorite inscrutable, um, like 16 bit esque, um, NPC, you know, uh, plot moving, you know, dialogue heroes, you know, like, you know, like in, in, uh, in Metal Gear back in the day, like, you know, you have the Colonel and shit like that. Well, in Axiom Verge, you have Elsa Nova, who, that's her name, E, E, I think, E-L-S-A-N-O-V-A, I think, Elsa Nova. Um, and she has the most magnificently constructed, fucked up, Demi alien, demi, like bad Japanese translation, but intentional, but also so well crafted that it's, it's, it's amusing and touching and sad and, and very poetic and, and really jumps you, you know, really grips you by the balls. Like, uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to tell you anything about her, or how you get there, or what the fuck is going on. But, uh, one of my favorites is, um, Let me think, uh, let me think, uh, what's one of my favorites? Oh, yeah. No, we are, like, uh, how you say, we we are Rusalki. R-U-S-A-L-K-I. We are Rusalki, how you say, water machine. What the fuck does that mean? And that's my only complaint about Axiom Verge, um, is that if this, the only way this game could be better is it, first of all, if it were a little less punishing after five and a half hours of gameplay, because it gets, it gets, there's a lot of game in this game, and it's like a fucking Super Metroid times another Super Metroid, um, it's like that big, um, and there's lots of, lots of frustrating, um, backtracking stuff that gets confusing, and it's kind of hard to figure out where you're supposed to go after a certain point, and, uh, which is part of the fun, that's why it's called Super Metroid. Um you get your money's worth. Uh what what I'm trying to say here is if my one big critique of this game is that you your your characters' responses to Elsinova are written in totally like lucid, excellent, not just excellent, like not like excellent in like a clinical sense, like excellent in like it's very personable, but kind of just straight-laced, um, English response. As if Elsinova like, as if half the shit that she says makes any sense. What I would have loved to have seen is if the guys who wrote Doom and Destiny, which is, man, I've been playing the shit out of that game again. I beat it already, but I'm playing the shit out of it again, and that's that's a great game. If you want a Final Fantasy, um... Play a like that is that is knock your balls off funny and you know blah thirty hours you know tops. You can play it on an iPad too. It, you know runs on iOS. I didn't say that because this is best Linux games podcast. But anyway, uh, but it, it's it's a Steam game and you can play it on Linux too. Um, I really wish that the guys who wrote all of the dialogue for Doom and Destiny wrote the responses. Of your character to Elsa Nova in Axiom Verge. Cause it would make the game so much like, the game is incredible as it is. By the way, it's 20 bucks, it's $19.99, and guess what? It's worth every fucking penny of it. Uh, that's the highest praise that I can give a game, uh, on this podcast. Been long established now. Um, yes. Axiom Verge AXIOM V R V E R G E. It's 20 bucks. Came out May 14th. If you want a side-scrolling shooter that will just obliterate your free time and is intoxicating with just the sweetness of the controls, the care, attention, and sadism that's been put into uh the level design, etc. etc. etc that is axiom verge and if only your character like when you know elsinova says no we are how you say rusalki how you say water machine if your character didn't say oh okay um whatever that might mean uh i'll do my best if it said he said What the fuck are you talking about? Are you high? Like, that's what they would do in Doom and Destiny, and I just I don't know. That would that would make the game Like there should be like a remix of this game. Um with like anyway, but it is an excellent game. Uh Thomas Hap Games, by the way, I believe. Uh is the developer. Let's see where we were the fuck. Where where Yes, Thomas Hap Games LLC. Congratulations, Mr. Hap. I mean, does not get more authentic than that. So, like I said, we're going to have a five-hour show this week. <laughs> oh my god, and I'm actually getting close to living up to that. Because so we have two more games that I want to talk about. That's the big one, though. Axiom Verge. Up next, we have Invisible Ink, which is a uh, turn-based stealth espionage... Um oh, it's it's a hybrid of a bunch of different games... You should go look at the video of it. I've played it for like an hour and a half and I found it immensely enjoyable. And finally, I know, like, I, I, I feel very bad because for giving that game short shrift, especially after spending 20 minutes on sunset and 30 minutes on Axiom Verge and gray cubes, <laughs> you know, et cetera. But, uh, Axiom Verge, invisible ink. That's, uh, invisible INC as an in incorporated. Um, very, very fun game. Lots lots of depth. Lots of excitement. Also kind of a pick-up-and-play stealth uh, industrial espionage kind of spy cartoony. Do not let the cartoony graphics of Invisible Ink fool you. It is a fucking hard core crazy, crazy game. Anyway. So, check out Invisible Ink. Finally, as if, you know, like... Oh, my goodness. Since this is not enough. The other game that I've spent significant amounts of time over the last two weeks and change playing... Off and on. Is called DEX. D-E-X. And DEX is a side-scrolling... Demi-platformer. But it's not really a platformer. It's really an RPG. But it is a side-scrolling... Game... With jumping combat elements, but it's really an RPG at heart and it is fucking fabulous. If you, in fact, I've never played an RPG or a platformer that is quite like Dex and has so far. let, let, Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me put my money where my mouth is here. Let's take a look at how much time I've spent on Dex. Because I don't want to misrepresent anything. Came out May 7th. It's, it's also $20. Bucks. Um, i have spent 10 hours. 9.8 hours. Okay, no. I've spent 10.3 hours uh, playing decks. And those were some of the easiest. And by easiest, I mean like, oh my god. Like, it will just suck your life away. You get so engrossed in the story. Um, it's so well written. It's beautiful to look at. It's challenging. Um, it's engrossing and it's a side scroller, but it's also an RPG and it's both of those things kind of at heart. Neither one completely, which, only, which is not to say that it compromises, um, in trying to provide you with both. Rather, that in the compromise of being neither, it provides you with something more than either one could be on its own. Um, and by that, as if that made any sense, by that I mean, it's not an RPG, it's not a side-scrolling, you know, platformer or shooter, but it's a side-scrolling RPG platformer shooter. And it's none of those things, and it's all of those things, and the story is really, really engrossing. And it's very challenging. Um, but it also just kind of, you know how... You know, like, there's that sweet spot in, like, an RPG, uh, game, no matter what. You know, it could be The Witcher, it could be, uh, what was that one game from back in the day? Uh, a couple, of, oh God, I guess seven years ago, maybe, now for Xbox 360, uh, Dragon Age. You know, like, there, there are games, RPGs that, like, just, um, hit that sweet spot between, oh, yeah, this is hard, or, like, there's a choke point that's not really a choke point, it just, Forces you to like really examine what the fuck you're doing and really think about, you know, okay, well, all right. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, merrily roll, we roll along with the hours. That is what Dex will do for you. Dex is also $19.99. And it is, I've only logged 10 hours in it. It is, it's, it's intoxicatingly good. So to review our three, um, games that, we re- reviewed one of which got short shrift. Uh, we had Axiom Verge, which is for all intents and purposes, Super Metroid 2. <laughs> I hate to say that, but that is exactly blah. Check out the video. You'll know what I mean with Elsa Nova. Um, then we had Invisible Ink, which is a, uh, uh, a turn based, uh, stealth espionage, industrial espionage spy sneaker, stealer, you know, blah, in isometric uh, 3D, you know, blah, do not let the cartoon graphics fool you. And then we had DEX, which is, that's D-E-X, that is the, uh, side-scrolling, not a shooter, RPG that is not an RPG, but is an RPG and a side-scrolling shooter. Which makes no sense. So there we go. I've officially, like, destroyed, um, I've officially defied the entire audience's ability to uh, make sense of anything (laughs) that I've said because none of it has made sense excellent episode 30 yes, but first, before we go we must have the deals so, first up we have an excellent RPG Shadowrun Returns um which is uh, I think came out, uh, what, two years ago? Um, one of the, one of the most excellent role playing games, and if, especially if you're of a certain age, as am I, um, uh, who remembers like you know the original Shadowrun, um, Shadowrun Returns, just you know recapitalizes. It, it's 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 exactly it's more of what you remember. But it's all updated and shiny and glossy and new and, like, oh, it's sweet. It is a sweet spot. Shadowrun Returns, um, now through May 25th, this is being recorded on the Saturday, May 23rd, so I guess uh, Monday, uh, is 80% off at $2.99. That is Shadowrun Returns. And you can also get Shadowrun Returns Deluxe, which, um includes Shadowrun Returns plus Anthology plus Soundtrack. Um, That's also 80% off. That's $4.99. But you can get Shadowrun Returns, $2.99 now through May 25th. Um, Next, we have Breach and Clear, which finally, this fucking week, I managed to remember to buy. It's I, I've seen it on sale like maybe twice during the six or however many months of this podcast and I always, you know, I've I, I mentioned it I think twice. Um, it's one of those games that I've always wanted to buy. Uh, Breach and Clear, which is like uh, like Door Kickers. Door Kickers is an excellent game. Uh, you know, uh, strategic uh, 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 demi-Rainbow 6 style-esque original Rainbow 6. Um, tactical planning, um, you know, SWAT tactics, you know, counterterrorism style tactics, uh, etc. Um, actually, let me make sure that that, (laughs) let me make sure that I'm not just completely insane. Oh, wait. Can both be true? Breach and clear, yes. Breach and clear. Uh... Brings deep tactical strategy simulation to the PC, Mac, and Linux. Build your special operations team, plan, execute advanced missions, and own every angle. Choose your real world squad US Army Rangers, Germany's KSK, Canada's JTF2, UKSAS, and more. And blah, 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 blah. Came out March 21st, 2014. Um, it's, you know, isometric, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Strategy, tactical, action, simulation, RPG. Those are the tags. Very positive. Finally, Breach and Clear is 66% off. This is from now until May 25th. It's only two days. Uh, It's 66% off from $14.99 down to $5.09. I finally got it this morning. And I've been waiting. I've been like just. (laughs) <laughs> every time, like every time it goes on sale, I, I always mention it in the podcast and I always fucking forget to buy it. Well, now I have it. So there's Breach and Clear. B-R-E-A-C-H and Clear. C-L-E-A-R. 66% off, $5.09 through May 25th. Um, And then finally, a perennial favorite of mine, which I have not gotten to spend anywhere near enough with, and it's one of those things, it's like, you know, uh, it's perpetually nagging at me. Because it's the time that I have spent, I've only yeah, I've spent 0.3 hours on record, but it made a fuckload of an impression on me. Uh, back when it came out. The Book of Unwritten Tales, which is a point and clicker uh, with, it's, it's it's beautiful. Check out the uh, check out the video for it. The Book of Unwritten Tales. This is the first one. Now through May twenty fifth is seventy five percent off at four dollars and ninety nine cents. This is, I mean, you cannot go wrong. This this game is magnificently beautiful. Um, the reviews have been very positive. This came out July thirty first, twenty twelve. Very Eight hundred five reviews. Um, it almost instantaneously enchanted me, not just with like its visual style, but like with, with its interface and everything. It's it's excellent. You cannot go wrong with The Book of Unwritten Tales for $4.99. That's 75% off now through May 25th. So to recap our deals, we had Shadowrun Returns, 80% off at $2.99 through May 25th. Breach and Clear, that would be the tactical, Breach and Clear, not the, uh, not the, uh, not the, um, uh, sexual practice, uh, but (laughs) the tactical combat, uh, yes, um, Breach and Clear, uh, 66% off at $5.09 through May 25th, and then finally, The Book of Unwritten Tales, which is a point-and-clicker, uh, RPG, um, like King's Quest, but... Completely modernized it's it's and it's an enchanting game um yeah check it out uh book of unwritten tales 75 off at four dollars and 99 cents through may 25th and uh to recap everything else that we did our three reviews axiom verge a-x-i-o-m-v-e-r-g-e invisible inc and Dex D E X, those were our three reviews. And then uh in reverse order of our new and noteworthies, we had Grey Cubes, not Grey Pubes, which is what I have, um, Grey Cubes, uh Obey, O-B-E-Y, uh, The Curious Expedition, and then we let off everything with a horrendous harangue, uh, which was very pretty much insulting, but it was not a review. Uh, it was just a new and noteworthy mention. We let off with Sunset, in which you play the role of a, uh, domestic in 1972. Blah. Um, and I can't wait to give you a full review of that game in maybe two weeks' time. Once I really get a feel for it. It's very intriguing. Well, thank you for spending this time with me, all of these many hours, um, with me, uh, here on the Best Linux Games Podcast for our 30th episode, uh, I would be lying if I did not say that... I would be lying if I did not say that I treasure every single person who listens to us, especially those who, you know, jump in with me on Twitter or Yell at me or, you know, whatever. Um, but really, I only treasure those of you who come with me and play Counter-Strike Go with me. Mean, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, yeah, tell your friends, um, bestlinuxgames.com. Check out the big voice girl at the end of the show for all the information on how to find out about us. And I cannot believe 30 episodes. That's enough said about 30 episodes. By the way, did I mention 30 episodes? Anyway, cheers. I will see you next week. Ah, keep gaming. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. The Best Linux Games Podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com.